Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Unsullied Truth, the weekly podcast where you get an unbiased, unadulterated look into the world of politics. This is part one of two for our week's special on the presidential election. Now, part one comes the eve of the election um, as we talk about what to expect um, coming up to this important moment in history and, and what to be prepared for. I will also take this opportunity to give a final synopsis on the two candidates, uh, President Donald Trump and uh, Vice President Joe Biden, um, and, and just kind of give you the unbiased look at at what they're bringing to the table and, and the pros and cons of, of each candidate. Now, I'd like to say first things first, um, and most importantly, democracy must prevail. Um, it, it's the foundation on which America was was created, and no matter what, the democratic process must be respected. The moment that we as Americans begin to invalidate that process, um, society crumbles. And so, regardless of political um, affiliation or opinions, it's important that we trust the process, the democratic process, and we support whoever is um, whoever is elected through this election. One of the first places I like to start when... Um, when looking for sources on on political candidates is their campaign websites. Now, whether you're you're voting in in local, state, or federal government, this is probably the best place to start. You're going to be looking at the the nominees' strategies, their views going forward, um, and, and you're not going to get those opposing viewpoints just yet. You have to understand what the candidate is about before you jump in to the biases that are included in the news. In regards to COVID, um, the Biden-Harris campaign plans to listen to science, ensure public health decisions are informed by public health professionals, and restore trust, transparency, common purpose, and accountability to our government. Now, those are read verbatim off of Joe Biden's website. Um, You know, looking at this, it, it sounds pretty run-of-the-mill, uh, basically what we're expected to be doing and what we would expect from any government um, official that's in charge during this pandemic. I'm not terribly impressed with this. However, um, at the very least, they're recognizing the the need to take this seriously and listen to our health professionals, which I appreciate. Now, uh, unfortunately for this plan, um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have criticized heavily um, the current administration's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, And like I said, unfortunately for him, um, there isn't anything substantial here that proposes they do anything different than what is currently being done. So while I agree with everything they've said, um, they've kind of put themselves in a hole by attacking current coronavirus response and then um, essentially suggesting the exact same thing. Now, transitioning over to the economic portion um, of, of the Biden-Harris campaign website, I notice a trend, um, and it's that Joe Biden wants to w- focus his economic plans for the working families. 
And he, he mentions and likes to highlight here that the Trump administration um, tends to reward wealth over work um, in corporations over families. And I think that's a really, really strong platform for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party is that they want to, um, you know, instead of looking at the numbers um, and uh, the economy as a whole, which largely favors corporations, they're, they're going after the working family, the day-to-day citizen. They're saying, hey, you matter to us. And we realize that even if the numbers look outstanding, sometimes the average um, working family is struggling. So I do appreciate that. Um, in their mission statements. Really getting down into the nitty gritty of this plan um, and and his desire to create, you know, jobs and give working families tools and and freedoms and choices. um, We see that he, he says he will provide local, state and tribal governments with the aid they need. So educators, firefighters, and other essential workers aren't being laid off. Good. He will extend COVID crisis unemployment insurance to help those who are out of work um, good and provide a comeback package for Main Street businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, Also uh, a good point, especially for, like we said, that um, average working family in America. Now, as I read all of this, um, you know, it all sounds fantastic. And no matter what I'm looking at, I'm always trying to find um, the catch because, you know, while the grass is always greener, you have to be mindful of there's no perfect system here. Um, As I'm reading through, um, I see that he, he plans on reversing Trump tax cuts for corporations and imposing quote unquote uh, common sense tax reforms. Um, and, and that wording does frighten me just a little bit. Um, that idea of common sense tax reforms might sound good to some, but to me, um, the vagueness of that terminology, uh, it, it is rather frightening. Um, he makes sure to say that the wealthiest Americans pay, pay their fair share. Um, however, I, I would be fearful of that wording. Um, that just really leaves it open to be just about anything um, that his administration decides it to be once it gets to that point. Overall, though, I I do like the Biden economic plan. I think um, if he does stay truthful to what he is proposing, um, which is to focus on the American worker um, and also bringing businesses and and infrastructure and ingenuity back into America and, and kind of focusing on the American worker here. Um, I think that's a recipe for success. I would be wary though, um, like I said, of that wor- that wording um, as well as Biden needs to recognize that if he takes too much away from corporations, um, it does end up affecting the American middle class um, those corporations keep our economy afloat. Um, and you know, the fact of the matter is they employ people, they, they help the GDP and they're, they're part of the economy that needs to be uplifted. You can't just completely ignore them. So 
while this may get him the vote, I can't completely guarantee that it every part of his plan is the best thing for the economy. Finally, I just want to touch on um, what I think, at least in my conversations with with other voters, is one of the highest ticket issues um, here in this election is healthcare. Um, obviously, uh, Joe Biden was in office um, as President Obama's vice president when the Affordable Air Care Act was signed into law in in March 2010. Now his his plan here for his um, tentative presidency is to build on the Affordable Care Act, and he said that um, in each of the debates, he says it in his his speeches. It's on his website right here, um, and he plans to give America Americans more choice to reduce health costs and to make um, our healthcare system less complex to navigate. Um, the Affordable Care Act is a whole different political idea idea that we can um, get into at another time. But what we want to do here is is see what Joe Biden is proposing um, to either add on or take away from where American healthcare is at currently. Taking a look at the specific plans listed to um, build and improve on the Affordable Care Act, um, primarily he, he looks to give every American access to the affordable health insurance that's um, mentioned in the Affordable Care Act. Um, secondly, to provide the peace of mind of affordable quality health care and a less complex health system. Um, and, and basically, there's a few points that he makes, you know, sub points to this um, that I do like. And he, he does mention trying to make middle class families receive a, a premium tax credit, basically making it so that the health insurance is more affordable for them, um, as well as stopping, you know, that surprise billing that nobody likes um, after a medical expense that always seems to come up, um, and in uh, tackling market concentration. Um, just that is to say, he doesn't want monopolies in the healthcare system, which I think anyone can appreciate because when we see certain um, services or medications monopolized. Um, the price goes up and the quality can go wherever you, wherever that corporation or the few corporations please. Um, and so I think that is a fantastic um, vision. Um, the other point that he makes is that he does plan to stand up to abuse of power by prescription drug corporations. Now, these drug corporations, <laughs> It's tough to get into this, um, but you do have to realize that there's this necessity for many Americans for these drugs, and quite simply, without them, they they can't live. And so, these corporations have all of the power. And I do recognize and appreciate Joe Biden's statement on trying to take back some of that power um, in favor of the American people. I think that's an an excellent idea. Ultimately, um, Joe Biden sums it up by saying that healthcare is a right for all, not a privilege for just a few. Um, ultimately, I'm not sure how much I agree with this. Um, you know, your your inalienable inalienable rights as an American are to life, liberty, um, and property, and that's my 
my very foundational view of what are your inalienable rights. I don't necessarily consider healthcare to be one of those. Now, if you are willing to give up certain liberties to receive that healthcare, um, then that's part of the social contract you signed and that's okay. But I, I don't um, particularly agree with that. When we look at healthcare, um, and I think what a lot of people are weary of when looking at Joe Biden's plan is the the potential socialization of medicine. Um, we see that in obviously socialist countries around the world. Um, and in those instances, healthcare tends to take a dive as far as quality of healthcare, um, availability of providers and things of such. Um, and so the, the hope then with an election of Joe Biden um, is that he does hold to these items listed on his website and that he's talked about and that he is indeed um, dedicated to that. Um, what, what you don't want to see then, um, and obviously this goes for any political candidate, you don't want to see them go back on their words um, and you definitely don't want to see then in Biden's case, the socialization of medicine, if he is influenced by um, more extreme liberals, because he does, um, in fact, mention on his website, protecting um, the privatization of of American healthcare. So um, I'm excited, not actually excited, but um, anxious to see where this goes, if and when Joe Biden is elected president. Now, obviously, there are many, many other issues listed on the website um, as far as issues and, and uh, Biden's plan to deal with them, um, stuff as far as veterans, um, education, climate change, um, you know, racial economic equity, women, disability. Um, it, it just, it, he's got them all listed here and um, in an ideal world, I'd go through each of them, but unfortunately, there's dozens and dozens of of cases, um, and I'd just like to focus on the the more pressing issues that people are actually basing votes off of right now. Um, overall, what I see here from Joe Biden's statements on these issues is that he is um, attempting to be more of a moderate Democrat, and that's kind of been his his um his mo as he you know finishes up his campaign here is he's hoping to be um kind of a moderate champion um a bulwark um you could say um towards the radical left and and i think that's a pretty viable campaign strategy especially um as some right-leaning voters may be turned off by trump's recent um antics or even just the state of America could be pulled um, towards Biden because of his his uh, kind of middle ground on a lot of issues. Um, my hope ultimately is that he stays true to what he has stated should he be elected. Um, you know, you never want to see somebody go back on their word and that's all I could hope for um, if it does end up being a Biden 2020 election. It is at this point that I would like to um, insert a disclaimer. Um, it's very important when you analyze politics that you're taking people 
at their words. Now, hindsight is always 2020, but when you're looking towards the future, um, obviously you don't have um, that hindsight. You need to use a little bit of foresight. Um, if we start to pick apart when we think candidates are lying about what they're saying, um, it, it throws us down a rabbit hole of which there is no return and you you start to um, dig into conspiracy theories and um, you trust nobody. And unfortunately, that does not really support democracy very well. And so if we hope to continue to have a successful democratic government, um, we really, really need to take them at their word until they prove us otherwise. And so that's um, that will kind of explain in this video why it seems I'm so supportive of the ideas listed. Um, and I will be supportive until either candidate proves me wrong on an issue that that they have previously listed it's until they don't keep their word, essentially. Diving right into President Trump's campaign website, the first thing that we see um, is an adjacent section for promises kept. So in comparison to, to Biden's website where it talks about his plans, um, here we have a promises made, promises kept section, um, which would be then the equivalent. Um, it does say in the subscript, President Donald J. Trump's accomplishments. And so this section obviously is going to focus on what he did in the last four years. Um, and I'm assuming his plan for his upcoming um, potential re-election. We'll start first with what um, I think President Trump would consider his strong suit, which would be the economy. And obviously he has that um, that background in business that's been his entire life and career up until he was elected in 2016. So initially, um, President Trump claims that under his leadership, Congress has passed historic tax cuts and relief for hardworking Americans. Um, right off the bat, I like the, the statement. Let's see if it backs it up. Um, first major tax reform signed in 30 years, um, provided tax relief for 82% of middle-class families, doubled the child tax credit, providing an additional 1000 per child in tax relief, doubled, <clears throat> excuse me, the standard deduction, um, cut taxes for small businesses by 20%, alleviated the tax burden on over 500 companies, um, spurred new investments in the American economy, repealed Obama's burdensome individual mandate, and made U.S. companies competitive on the world stage by lowering the corporate tax rate from the highest in the industrial world to the lowest um, from 35 to 21%. So um, rather than just simply word vomit everything that's on the website, um, initially you have to like what you're seeing here. Um, Trump often is categorized as somebody who is focusing on the economy as a whole, kind of leaving out um, the average American. And what I like here is that he does make it known that he is doing things for the American middle class family um, and that they are a priority to him. So I do like that, um, especially the, the tax relief, the child tax credits and um, the cuts for small businesses. Those are all... Um, you know, those are results that he has to show for what he's done, um, as well as what will be done um, going forward. 
erring on the side of what we normally expect from President Trump, um, you know, talking about GDP growth, um, he does have listed here that it has grown under his presidency, um, saying in 2018, annual GDP growth was 2.9%. And in the first quarter of 2019, GDP growth was 3.1%. Um, as well as he has some listed statistics and claims about job growth. Um, he claims that the manufacturing industry has created nearly half a million jobs since his presidency, um, 6,200 600, 600,025 new construction jobs have been added um, since his presidency. Um, Hispanic, Asian, and African-American unemployment rates have reached all-time lows um, and that there are a million new job openings um, under President Trump's campaign. And so we do like to see all of that. And as mentioned previously in the podcast, um, that all plays into a successful economy, and a higher standard of living for the average American. I think that the biggest win for Donald Trump on this section of his website um, is him ultimately addressing those concerns for the average American. Um, he also does um, include a section about what he's done for empowering women um, as far as in the economic realm. Um, the Trump administration did launch the Women's Global Development and Prosperity Initiative. Um, basically, it's a, it's a government approach focused on advancing women's full and free participation in the global economy, um, and to which cause he allocated $50 million. And so what I'm in appreciating here about Trump's view for the economy and what he's done thus far um, is first... You know, he is taking care of the, the corporations and businesses that make America what it is. Um, the GDP has obviously grown. There are more jobs than there were before. Um, he has, as um, as listed here, has done things to help the everyday American, to help women, and to help minorities. Um, after reading this, I am very optimistic on what Donald Trump can do to resurrect the United States economy um, following the coronavirus pandemic, which obviously has affected millions of people. Now, as we head over to the healthcare section um, of Donald Trump's Promises Made, Promises Kept um, website, the first thing that we're going to see is a quote um, that says, President Trump signed an America First healthcare executive order stating the policy of the federal federal government is to protect those with pre-existing conditions and ensure access to affordable care. Now, that immediately is going to take a target off of the Trump administration's back. Um, a lot of the concern for, for Americans um, with Donald Trump's re-election is that he wants to do away with the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, um, as some people know it by. Um, millions of Americans benefit from it. And uh, they especially fear for people with pre-existing conditions. Now, this statement given on September 24th um, should ease a lot of those worries. Um, unfortunately, I think that idea is already out there to the point where it's kind of unsalvageable before the election that Trump is going to take those health care rights away from people with pre-existing conditions. But hopefully, you know, we have... Um, educated voters that'll go and look and see what the campaign website is saying 
in regards to it. Now, after looking over this page and kind of just getting a general overview for it, um, I do really like what I'm seeing. However, I would appreciate a, a concrete health plan going forward. If Donald Trump does plan to repeal the Affordable Care Act, I think that um, the American people deserve a plan set forward saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Um, to his credit, though, he has um, the Department of Ag Agriculture under the Trump administration has provided um, more than a billion dollars in 2017 to healthcare services that benefited over 2.5 million people in rural communities, which is something you like to see. Um, and ultimately, it seems that Trump's um, stand on healthcare is to give the freedom back to the people, which I, I, you know, generally do believe in um, across all political boards is that the the freedom should stand with the people. Like I said before, though, um, I think that you know Democrats and Republicans alike would both appreciate a concrete, um, definite plan going forward. I, you know, recognize and appreciate the um, funding and the competitive drug prices and the fighting the opioid, opioid epidemic that have been listed here. However, Trump would do himself um, innumerable favors by if he hasn't come up with the plan um, to come up with it and then to post it and make it known to his voters. As far as coronavirus response goes, we're currently living in the Trump administration's response to coronavirus. Um, he has undergone a number of criticisms, which some of them justified, some of them not. Um, on this part of his campaign website, though, he does highlight that the Trump administration has announced $20 billion in new funding for providers on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic. So that is definitely a plus for him. Um, he hasn't always been a champion of mask wearing or um, social distancing, but we did see him um, close borders relatively early. And I think you have to, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Back when Trump closed the borders and coronavirus was fairly new, uh, nobody really truly understood what it was we were up against. And, you know, you like to assume... Um, the best in people. I recognize that President Trump was maybe um, holding back in an attempt to um, keep the nation and the economy intact. And so I do take that into account. Um, so overall, you know, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt and, and kind of realize where we're at. I'm not sure anyone, including the president, really, um, you know, at the start of this recognized how catastrophic it would end up being back when trump closed the borders and coronavirus was fairly new uh, nobody really truly understood what it was we were up against and you know you like to assume um the best in people i recognize that president trump was maybe um holding back in an attempt to um keep the nation and the economy intact and so i do take that into account um so overall, you know, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt and, and kind of realize where we're at. I'm not sure anyone, including the president, really, um, you know, at the start of this recognized how catastrophic it would end up being. Overall, though, with Trump's coronavirus plan going forward, uh, Americans can expect a phased reopening of the country. Um, definitely putting a focus on getting people back to work, reopening the economy. 
uh, while continuing to protect American lives. Ultimately, I think, uh, you know, I can speak for a vast majority of people in saying we do want to see that return to normalcy as quickly and safely as possible. You know, getting down to brass tacks, um, it's not difficult to see what the Trump campaign is about and where they're heading. We, we've had our sample size for four years. Um, now, whether or not you would enjoy that or like that for America going forward is totally up to you. Um, ultimately, I'm just here to present the facts. Um, Trump has issued statements on on healthcare and coronavirus and the economy, as have Joe Biden, and I think they both have viable plans going forward. Now, the question is, which president is going to follow through with said plan? Um, and, you know, only time will tell with that, but that is something that I think all voters should consider. And just to cap this one off, I'd like to speak directly from the heart to the listeners of this podcast. Um, the whole reason I do this is out of a love for America and a love for democracy. I think um, above all, we need to put those things first, especially coming up on, on such an influence, influential election year. Um, you know, America is founded upon certain principles and we only continue to be the United States of America as long as we uphold and protect those principles and that foundation. Um, so I will, I will support whatever leaders I feel are willing to uphold that, um, you know, be them Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green Party, or, you know, Kanye West. Um, so long as I feel that they're being honest and, and, uh, and striving to protect that constitution, they, they do have my support. My only wish now, as we wrap up the podcast is that each of you go out and cast your vote. Um, America is what it is because people like you and I um, educate ourselves and then make our voices heard by taking it to the ballots. Um, without a doubt, this will be one of the most influential and important elections of our lifetime. And so, uh, as I stated before, get out there, cast your vote, and, and do your duty as an American. Thanks for listening to The Unsullied Truth. Come back next week for another look into America's political news. As always, we promise to bring it to you as pure and unbiased as possible, and then let you draw your own conclusions.